up on God cause he won't give up on you oh God don't give up on God cause he won't give up on you my goodness don't give up on God it might get hard sometimes might seem like it's taking God too long Cause he won't give up. I read this morning that God is not concerned about how long you think it's taking him. Cause he won't give up. Oh God, he's going to work out his good pleasure, his plan, his purposes in the midst of what you're going through. And he's not going to stop until he's finished. Cause he won't upon you he's able he's able hallelujah 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 there is nothing that we're going through that has caught God by surprise there is nothing that we're going through that has caught God by surprise. Nothing just occurs to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So don't give up on him. He's working something good out in your life. Mm, mm. He will perfect that concerns you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Today in the book of 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, it gets hard sometimes. Sometimes you get discouraged. Sometimes you're hurting. But don't give up on God. Don't give up on God. You know, the devil wants you to give up. The devil wants you to say, what's the use? Mm, but hold on. Don't give up on God. Second mm. mm. Corinthians chapter 5, beginning at verse number 1, and it reads, for we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed with our, with our habitation, which is from heaven. If indeed, having been clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we who are in this tent grown, being burdened, not because we want to be unclothed, but further clothed, that mortality may be swallowed up by life. Now, he who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who also has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. So we are always confident 
knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, yes, well pleased rather, to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Verse 11 says, Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are well known to God, and I also trust are well known in our consciences. And then verse 18 says, Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the ministry of reconciliation. I like to talk briefly, a simple message this morning, um, the hope, longing, and challenge of every believer. And as a subtopic, we have something the world doesn't have. The hope, longing, and challenge of every believer. We have something the world doesn't have. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, we have something the world doesn't have. Hallelujah. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the power of your word. I thank you, Lord, that when your word goes forth, it will not return to you void, but it will accomplish all that you desire. I thank you that you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. Your word is spirit and your word is life. So thank you, God, for sending your spirit and sending life to us today. Grant now a fresh anointing of your spirit that I might minister un this word under your anointing. Through your, and through your anointing, this word will go forth effectively and powerfully, Lord God, and will accomplish all that you desire. We yield to you, Father. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 You know, as we look at, as we, as we think about life and we think about living, one of the things that I realize is that, that, that we are so influenced by, by the society that we live in, uh, Every day we're being influenced by our society. Many times we don't realize that we're being influenced, but we are. We're being influenced um, by the society through, our, through attitudes and actions and reactions, through conversations, uh, through, through, through um, uh, handling situations, taking on labels that the world passes out, you know. Uh, we're being influenced by society. If the world says it, and of course the world uses media, uses television uh, for great part in music to influence us. And so as we listen, we are being influenced. We, 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 we hear what the world says, and, and then many times we adopt what the world says. We, 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 we adopt the world's way, the world's way of thinking, the world's way of acting, the world's way of reacting, even, even the world's way of worrying about situations and circumstances. It, it just seems natural sometimes to worry, you know. Uh, that's the world's way. When you don't know what tomorrow holds, you begin to wonder and worry about tomorrow. That's, that's the world's way of doing things, making assumptions about Tomorrow. Have you ever made an assumption that was wrong? I've made assumptions that were wrong. 
you know, thinking the way the world thinks. Amen. You know, so we're, we're very influenced by the world. All around us, by, by our society, we are being influenced. And, 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 and it seems so natural. It seems so normal because we take what the world says as being right. And many times it seems so normal that the, some of us will reject what the Bible says or reject Christian thinking uh, or reject biblical teaching to accept what the world says because the way the world says it seems so right, seems so right. We see it on television. We see it in school. We see it on the job. We see it, you know, we see it everywhere we go. So it just seems so right and seems so normal. You know, uh, <clears throat> as we are preparing for, uh, for our, our conference, I was doing some reading last night, and not because we've had this conversation uh, before. We had this conversation in Bible study a few weeks ago. But I was reading an article uh, on millennials, and, and, and the, the author of the, of, the, of the writer said, he said, we should not be so concerned about whether we're going to to lose millennials um, because our concern should be sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ because actually they have some of the same concerns that we have. He said, but sometimes we approach it the wrong way. And I already began thinking about that. You know, I said, then where did the term come from? You know, the, the, the Daniel was not called a millennial. You know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were not called millennials. Where did the term come from? It came from the world. The world has labeled. And it's not just millennials. Think back to uh, the labels that, that, okay, back in my generation, baby boomers. Where did that come from? It came from the world. The Bible says be fruitful and multiply. You know, we decided we weren't going to have a whole lot of children. You know, but when you look back in the Bible, you know, Abraham, Abraham had, had, oh, my goodness, a whole bunch of children. Amen. Isaac had a whole bunch. Isaac, um, Jacob had a whole bunch of children, you know. And and the, but but the world tends to set a standard, and we kind of like flow right into it, because it's said so much and around us that it begins to be normal, and then we begin to take on the thinking of the world as to how to handle these situations and these circumstances, rather than going back to the Word of God and seeing what the Word of God says it. Now I'm I'm talking about believers. I'm not talking about people that are not in the that are not in in Christ. You know, for us who are believers, we should always go back to what the Word says. Amen. And our terminology should be based on Scripture. Our understanding should be should be based on Scripture, and we should not get so caught up into worrying the way the world worries. Uh, we should always follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Amen? So, but, but we take on the ways of society. When society changes fashions, what do we do? Because we don't want to look out of date, you know, so we change fashions. We could have a closet full of clothes, but all of a sudden, those clothes are not in. You know, they're not up to date. So we'll, we will stop wearing the old stuff and we'll buy new stuff. We follow the world's way. Amen. You know, we follow the world's way. And it becomes normal for us. It's normal in little things, and then those little things turn into big things. Because the Bible says it's the little foxes that do what? 
Amen. Amen. You know, Satan is crafty. He is very crafty. He is the master schemer. So he knows how to enter in in, in little ways. You know, if he can get, get a toehold, then he'll get a foothold. You know, and so that's, that's how the church loses, loses ground. That's how, how the church loses its, 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 its footing because we allow the little things to come in and we feel like that we have to fit in. We have to be like everybody else, you know. And, and, if we, and, and we don't take time. We don't take time to really, to really get into the Word of God and be influenced by the Word of God. Amen. And so sometimes, because we are so influenced by the world, we find ourselves rejecting the things that we have been taught growing up. Amen. You know, we, we reject, even in singing, we love up-to-date music. But, but you know what? There are some old songs that I find so much strength in. There are some old songs. You know, when I'm going through some things, and I, you know, and some of you all don't even know some of these songs. I, just, I start singing these songs. I can be in the shower singing the songs. I can be riding up the highway. You know, you know the Lord will make a way somehow. Oh, yeah. You know, not the new way either. <laughs> but the old way, you know, the Lord will make a way somehow. You know, in the heat of the day, I'm going to bear my burdens in the heat of the day, glory to God. And understanding that, 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 that I can't just be, be happy and strong in the Lord when things are going good. I've got to be able to press through when things are not going good, glory to God. I've got to be able to endure when I'm having a hard time. I've got to be able to hold on and hold out when I'm having a difficult time. Yeah, yeah, and I and I and I thank the Lord that 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 even in my young adult years, I didn't throw away what I learned when I was growing up. Amen. I didn't throw away my Sunday school teaching, my Sunday school learning. I shared with you a few weeks ago that because I was a good Sunday school student, when I went to college and majored in religious studies, it was my foundation in Sunday school, amen, that helped me and majored in religious studies and then helped me when I went to seminary. When other people were talking about they've taken away my Jesus, I had a firm foundation and a firm grasp on who Jesus was. Amen. 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 You know, so when I look at this and as I was thinking about this, I realized that for some of us it seems like that, 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 that society has something better than the church. It seems like that, 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 that the ways of society has something better than the Word of God. And so we, we tend to be pulled away. We tend to be pulled away. Amen. There's a danger. There's a danger in being sidelined by the world. Amen. There's a big danger in being sidelined by the world. Because you see, when you're sidelined by the way the world acts, by the way the world thinks, by the philosophies of, of the present age, you know, and when you, when, you, when you study the Bible, you realize there's nothing new under the sun. Amen? Solomon said there's nothing new under the sun, you know. Satan just put a different twist on it. 
Amen. But the danger is that when you're sidelined by the world, when you should be learning truth, when you should be building on a firm foundation, you, you're not learning. You're not building. Amen. When, 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 what, what will happen is, is that we'll get to the point that, that, that we do not appreciate, we do not appreciate what we have in Jesus Christ. Amen. And we will look for another way. We may still come to church, but we won't appreciate what we have in Jesus Christ. Amen. And then in times of need, in times of need, we won't be where we need to be in order to stand. Are you understanding me? In times of distress, when we have not learned what we should have learned, when we've not appreciated what we have in Jesus Christ, in times of need, we will not have what we need in order to stand. And so what some people do is some people begin to blame God. They check out the faith and they blame God. You know, if I, if I can take my time, or I, I, I can take my time. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, I used to think about the song old people used to sing around here. If Job had to suffer, what about me? You know, and I would say, if Jesus had to suffer, what about me? But when I look at Job, and, and then I got to ask myself the question, why did God put that in the Bible? Because he knew that, 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 that some of us were going to go through some severe trials of affliction. And we needed the example of Job. But if you've never really read Job, then you don't see the example. And you've never really questioned why. You know, I, I said something to Brother Kenton. Uh, we were coming back and something happened. And I said, well, you know, it was just the devil. I said, he was mad because we were blessed. And, and I, then I looked at him and, and something had happened to him. And I said, uh, well, I guess you say, well, why did it have to happen to me? <laughs> you know, sometimes have you ever felt like, why me? Why me? I mean, it wasn't anything bad, bad that happened, but, you know, just, just something that, 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 that the devil did, you know, that, 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 that he was mad because we got blessed, you know? And, 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 and so, so sometimes I'm looking at situations and circumstances, and I realize that some people are saying, why me? You know? But what we should be saying is, why not me? I didn't get too many amens on that. I understand none of us want to go through. None of us want to have hard times. None of us want to have difficulties. But rather than saying, why me? We should be saying, why not me? Am I better than Jesus? Am I better than the saints of old? Am I better than the prophets? Should they go through and I be spared? Hmm. So when we look at these things, we see that, that we ask God, God, why did you put that there? Why is this in Scripture? You know, and, and God has a way of when we're going through things, if we, if we just stay with him, don't give up on God because he won't give up on you. God has a way. You, he'll either send somebody to you, glory to God, 
or you get a phone call, glory to God, or you, or, 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 or you pick up your Bible and read and, and God will speak to you. God has a way. God has a way. In the midst of what you're going through, God has a way. Amen, 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 amen. And so what saints, what, what we have to know, what we have to know and what we have to appreciate is that in Christ, we have something that the world doesn't have. Amen, amen. And I'll, I'll go, I don't know if I'm clear with you right now, but I'm, I'll be clear before this message is over. Amen, amen. We've got to appreciate uh, what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, amen. We, we, we've got to appreciate everything God laid out in the Bible. Amen. I've been studying the word long enough to know that if I've got a question, there's an answer. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. If there's something that I don't understand, I've been in the Lord long enough to know that if I just wait on God, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. Ah. Somebody say long enough. You got to stay long enough. Somebody say I got to stay long enough. Oh, my goodness, glory to God. If you're baking a cake and you open the oven too soon, the cake is going to fall. you got to let it stay there long enough. My goodness. Ooh, don't give up on him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, 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 so you know, Paul wrote to the church at Galatia, and, and you know, they had started out, in, in faith, he had teach, teaching them the word of God, their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. But somebody came in and began to teach them uh, some, a different doctrine and tried to take them back under the law. And Paul wrote in Galatians chapter 5, uh, verse number 1, he says, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not believe, glory to God, that you should not obey the truth? Who has bewitched you? And sometimes, saints, it is a bewitching, glory to God, amen, that causes people to lose faith in God. It is a bewitching, amen, spurred by the devil that causes people to lose hope in God, amen, that causes people to think that the world has a better way than God. People that started out in God, they turned around and went back into the world. Who bewitched you? Who bewitched you? Hmm. Hmm. You see, if we don't stay in God long enough to let God prove himself, amen. And, 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 and let me tell you something. You know, it's like no baby gets up and starts walking. Baby got to be nurtured, got to be careful, got to grow, bones got to get strong. Baby has to crawl. Baby eventually begins to walk. In that walking process, the baby falls. But every baby always pulls back up and keep on getting up until they can walk. Because a baby sees something they want. They, they, they see adults walking around. And they get excited, amen, and they want to they wanna, they wanna do what they see mom and daddy do. You know, but they've fallen down. They've gone through some things. It happens. They've had some hard times, but, but they keep on getting up. They may bump their head, but they keep on getting up. And eventually, they begin to walk. So if we are not careful, the devil will use the trials and the troubles and the tribulations of our lives, amen, to cause us uh, to lose faith in God or to undermine our faith in God. 
He wants to get you out of focus. The devil wants to get you so out of focus, amen, that 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 you don't stand firm in your faith anymore. The devil, the devil wants to get you, wants to cause you to be down. He wants to cause you to be depressed so that you don't see the things that God is doing around you. And that's what the devil wants. The devil, the devil wants to get you so out of focus that you don't remember what you have in Jesus Christ. Amen. He wants you to stop trusting God. Amen, amen. The devil wants you to lose hope, glory to God. The devil wants you to lose faith in God. This is no new message. Amen. There's nothing new under the sun. There's no new gospel to preach. But somehow or another, the Lord said, preach this this morning. Preach this this morning. Yeah, yeah, the devil is tricky. He is so tricky, glory to God. And if you are not careful... Amen. You will succumb to the devil's tricks in your life. Uh, I was reading something last night. It was, it was about health, and, and it was talking about how, uh, you know, uh, you can be down and depressed, and eventually it's going to cause some physical illnesses. I said, Lord, don't ever let me be depressed. Whatever I'm thinking, I change my thoughts. Whatever I'm going through, I stop it right now. In the name, you, you, you'd be imagine how much power and authority you have. Amen. You, 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 you are snared by the words of your mouth. Oh, my goodness. You are caught by the words of your mouth. So, so when you start saying, I'm depressed, guess what happened? You open up the door for that spirit of depression to come on you. When you start saying, I'm sad, you've opened up the door for that spirit of sadness to come on you. When you start saying, I'm sick, you've opened up the door for more sickness to come. Yeah, you might be feeling something, but what will happen if you start saying and confessing by his stripes, I am healed, I am happy, I am whole. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. We have all of this in Christ. And so as I, was, as I was praying about a message to bring today, uh, the Lord began to deal with me about what we have in Christ that's so important. We have hope. Somebody say, we have hope. We have a longing. And we have a challenge. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have something that the world doesn't have. We have hope in Christ Jesus. The world doesn't have hope in Christ Jesus. They're hoping in the president. You know, as we were, uh, 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 we always talk about, you know, what's going on in our country. But do, do, you, do you know who's in control? Donald Trump can do anything he wants to do. But do you know who's in control? Amen. The, 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 the government can do anything that they want to do. But do you know who's in control? And if God allows these things to happen, he's doing it for his glory and he's doing it for our good. God is at work, saints. So my hope is not in Donald Trump. My hope was not in Hillary Clinton. My hope was not in Barack Obama. My hope is in Jesus Christ. Are you understanding me? So there's no need for me to get upset. There's no... I, I, 
I have an acquaintance and she loves to, to, she's an older lady and sometimes we meet at Earth Fair and we sit down and talk and her conversation is about this country and about how, how the country is going to the dogs and, you know, and, uh, you know, well, you know, yeah. And I'm like, okay, you don't see the hope in Jesus Christ. You know, my conversation is not about politics. My conversation is about Jesus Christ because my hope is in Jesus Christ. We're not looking for happiness. We already have happiness. Listen to me good. We are not, maybe I should say it like this. I am not looking for happiness. I already have happiness. I'm happy in Jesus alone. Are you understanding me? Amen. We're not looking for love. We already have love. God is love. Are you understanding what I'm talking about? We're not looking for means to excel and be promoted. We already have the means to excel and be promoted. Promotion does not come from the east nor the west. Promotion comes from God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you understanding me? If we get out of focus, we'll start looking in the wrong direction. And we'll start looking for the wrong things. Hallelujah. If you're looking for happiness in another person, you will soon be disappointed. You better have your happiness in Jesus. So if that person disappoints you, you haven't lost your happiness. I was walking around the other day and I started saying, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. In the midst of things that may be going on around me, I am still strong. It's the joy of the Lord that's my strength. It's not the circumstances that's going on around me. It's not the circumstances in this world. It is the joy of the Lord that is my strength. And I understand that all things work together for the good to those who love the Lord and are called according to his purposes. Can you look at that situation in your life today and confess with your own mouth that this thing is working together for good because I love the Lord and am called according to his purposes. Just, just think about a situation that you've been dealing with. Think about something that you may have been struggling with in your life and it may seem to be bad and just confess all things work together for good Hallelujah, because I love the Lord, and I am the called according to his purposes. Did you just lose a job? All things work together for good to those who love the Lord, and are the called according to his purposes. Did you lose some money? All things work together for good to those who love the Lord, and are called. Are you understanding me? My hope is in Jesus Christ. I love to sing to him. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All of the ground is sick and sand. I'm glad I learned that hymn a long time ago. Hallelujah, because I realize that all other ground is sinking sand. I've got to trust in Jesus. My hope is, has to be in Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. In Jesus and Jesus alone. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And you know what I found out? It doesn't take long for young believers to understand or to experience that they're going to go through something in life. It doesn't take you very long. Sometimes you're young and you hear older people talking about, you know, going through and trusting in the Lord. 
and you're looking at them like, you know, what are they talking about? It won't take you long to find out that you're going to go through some things. Now, where's your hope? Where's your hope? I was on Facebook the other day and read where one of my young cousins went to the hospital for something minor, had a heart attack and died. Young person. Young person. Young people, where's your hope? Is your hope in your health? Is your hope in technology? Is your hope in your education? Put your hope in Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, my goodness. He will not let you down. And remember this. The Lord is not so much concerned about how long you go through something as he is concerned about accomplishing what he wants to accomplish in the midst of what you're going through. Lord, I want this to be over. God said, I'm not finished yet. Lord, when is this going to stop? God says, I'm not finished yet. Keep your hope in Jesus. Amen. He knows what you're going through. He knows the path you're on. He knows what it takes to sustain you. For 40 years, the children of Israel walked through the wilderness. 40 years, and the, the shoes didn't wear out. For 40 years, their clothes didn't get too small. 40 years. You haven't been through two years yet. Three years. Keep your hope in Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. This is our hope. Our faith in Christ is our hope. And, you know, some people say that, that religion is escapism. I think, what was it? One of my theologians in here, Karl Marx or somebody said, religion is the opiate of the people. You know, it keeps us sedated. But no, 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 no. My faith does not keep me sedated. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm not trying to escape reality because I, I, I worship Christ and I love Christ. Amen. As a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, we embrace the reality of life. We do. As disciples of Jesus, we embrace the fact that in this world we will have tribulation. Amen. We're going to have it. If we're a true disciple of Christ, Jesus said, amen, they hated me, they're going to hate you also. So, 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 so we learn to embrace the hatred of the world so that in the midst of it, we can be sustained. In the midst of it, we can continue to minister. In the midst of it, we can continue to stand. Because in the midst of the persecution. You remember what happened to Paul? Saul? Saul is going around persecuting Christians. They get Stephen. And they are stoning Stephen to death. And they laid their feet they're, they're close at the feet of a man named Saul. And here Saul is consenting to his death. But God converted Saul as a result of him standing there, watching them kill Stephen. Guess what? Today, you and I know the gospel because of Apostle Paul. Are y'all listening? 
Since being a Christian is not a bed of ease. Being a Christian is not having everything the way we wanted to have it all of the time. We will go through, but our hope is in Jesus. Our hope is in Jesus. Our hope is in Jesus. Our life is hidden with Christ in God. The world doesn't have this. So we got to stop adopting the way of the world, thinking that everything is supposed to be good. We got to stop adopting the way of the world, thinking about everything is supposed to be fast. Put it in the microwave. Amen. Get it out. It's hot. No, we got to go back to the oven. We got to stop adopting the ways of the world, thinking that everything is going to be easy. It is not going to be easy. But our hope is in Jesus Christ. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. Amen. This world needs us. Jesus said, you're the light of the world. You are a city set up on a hill. The world needs those of us who know Jesus. Amen. Other millennials need millennials who are, who are, who are, who are, who are sold out to Jesus. They do. Uh, this article talked about the savvy millennials, you know, the people that, you know, dress, you know, they, they get the latest fashions and, and, and the latest styles, you know, and, and they're, they're quote-unquote Christians. Then they talked about another group of millennials who, are, who study theology together and who do other things together, meet in the coffee shops and what have you. And he said, he, he, said, he said, you know, the church doesn't need to be worried about getting a, getting, getting a coffee shop in the church. The world has a coffee shop. You know, the church, you know, the young people don't care if the pastor gets up here wearing jeans. That's why I stopped trying to be like some other pastor. I'm going to wear my suits. That's what I bought them for, to wear the church. And I am not wearing toe-up jeans in the church just trying to, just so I can seem to be cool, glory to God. I don't care if you don't think I'm cool. You need to listen to what I got to say. He said what we need to be concerned about what we need to be concerned about is sharing Jesus. Open your mouth and confess Christ to these people. He said, he said the seven millennials are in their little group and they're not affecting the world. The other millennials, they're in their little group and they're talking among themselves and, they, and they're, they're, they're doing their studies among themselves and they're, 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 they're doing their theological discussions among themselves and they're not affecting the world. He said, open your mouth and tell your story about Jesus. Oh my goodness. A hope! It's in Christ Jesus. Let me run on and finish here. Amen. I got to run on and see what the end is going to be. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Not only do we have hope, you know, in this world we're going to have tribulation, but our hope is in Jesus. We also have a longing. And this may not resonate in a lot of people's minds, but I pray that today it will begin to resonate in your mind and in your spirit. We have a longing because as Paul writes to the church at Corinth, amen, he deals with, amen, the persecution that the church is going through. Amen. And he helps us to understand that, that, in, that we're going to be persecuted. But he says in verse Glory to God. In verse number one, he said, for we know. Somebody say, I know. You got to know this. Amen. This is not something that you've got to assume. Amen. For we know that if our earthly house, that this tent is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan 
earnestly desiring to be clothed with our habitation which is from heaven. Amen. Don't let anybody ever stop you from longing to be with the Lord. Glory to God. Every once in a while, I'm, I'm just thinking about this thing. You know, I want to go to heaven. Amen? I want to be with the Lord. Amen? That's my longing. Amen? Amen? That I'm going to be with the Lord. I know that if this body is destroyed, if in this world, glory to God, things get so bad that this body is destroyed, I am not even worried about that. Amen. I do not love this life so much that I want to keep in this life and in this body all of the days of my life. Amen. All of the, all of throughout eternity. I've got another building, glory to God. I've got another house, glory to God. I've got a place where I am going through. You know, I sit back. And, I, and, and, and I'm thinking, you know, in a few days I'm going to turn 65. I can't do the things that I used to do. Young people keep on living. Yeah, keep on living. You're not going to be able to do the things you used to do. But you got to have you 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 got to have something that you're reaching for. You got to have something that you're longing for. When I was a child, my granddaddy used to sing a song, "Tell heaven I'm coming." Hallelujah. I, what, all of the words, I don't remember. Tell heaven I'm coming. Amen. Uh, coming up the narrow way. Amen. Amen. And so I started singing that song. So way back from about 15, 14, 15 years old, I would sing, tell heaven I'm coming. Amen. Uh, I'm coming up the narrow way. I'm going to go home to be with Jesus. But I heard Jesus say, amen. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. That where I am, there you may be also. So I realize that I have a home in heaven. Hallelujah. I have a new body. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I have a, that, that, when this earthly body is destroyed, glory to God, I'm going to be clothed with a body from heaven. The older I get, the more pains I have. Glory to God. Sometimes I got a pain in my knee. Sometimes I got a pain in my back. Hallelujah. Sometimes I got a pain in my head. But after a while, and by and by, glory to God, I've got a new body. Hallelujah. Oh, bless the name of Jesus. The Lord has prepared it for me. And I'm on my way to receive it. The longer I live, the more I realize that I'm getting closer to that day that I will go to be with the Lord. The thing that has helped me along the way is to remember, hallelujah, that this is an earthly house. It's a house made of clay. It can be destroyed. It will experience pain. It will experience affliction. But there is coming a day that I will receive my new body. Hallelujah. I remember an old man. He'd had a stroke and he was deformed. Hallelujah. And sometimes he'd try to praise the Lord on one leg. But I heard him say, when I get to heaven, I'm going to have a new body. Glory to God. New legs. New arms. I will praise my God. 
Oh, bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That's a part of being a child of God. This earth is not all. The grave is not all. Hallelujah. Somebody said, can no grave hold this body down? Well, the grave can have the body, but my spirit is going to be with the Lord. Bless the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody give God glory up in this house today. This is a part of being a child of the Most High God. God, I thank you that I have something that the world doesn't have. I count it a privilege that I have something that the world doesn't have. And I thank you that I have something that the world doesn't have. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. I bless your name. I've got hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That if this earthly tent of this tabernacle is dissolved, I've got a building from God. Hallelujah. A house not made with hands. One of these old days, I'm going to be with the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody in the sound booth, you need to turn this mic on. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of Jesus. Somebody shout glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless the name of Jesus. I feel like praising him. I feel like dancing in the presence of the Lord because I have something that the world doesn't have. It's precious to me. Oh, how sweet. Hallelujah. Is the name of Jesus. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take him at his word. Hallelujah. Just to know that the Lord is with me in every trial, in every tribulation, in the midst of every trouble. I thank you, Jesus, that you are mine and I am yours. I can call you Abba. Hallelujah. We've got that relationship. Abba, I need you now. Abba, I'm going through something now. Abba, I trust you. Abba, come and help me now. Glory to God. But that's not all. That's not all. You see, saints, this is not just about us. This is not just about what we have. Glory to God. It's not just about me having hope. It's not just about me going to see Jesus. We have a challenge. Yes, we do. We have a challenge. Glory to God. That's a real part of this walk. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The struggles that you're going through, they are not about you. Hallelujah. The heartaches you're having, they are not about you. You are just a vessel in the hands of the divine potter. Glory to God. 
he knows what he is doing. Glory to God. He sees something in you. Hallelujah. He's trying to get it out of you. But it's still not about you. Hallelujah. See, Paul said here, glory to God, we are groaning in this body. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, we are groaning in this body because we desire to be clothed. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. With the body of immortality. But he went on down and he said in verse number 11, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Bless the name of Jesus. That's our challenge, saints. Don't get caught up in yourself. Don't get caught up in what you're going through. Don't get caught up in how hard life is. But count it all joy when you fall in the driver's trials, knowing that the trying of your faith worketh patience. And with patience has had its complete work, you shall be entire, lacking nothing. But in the midst of it, somebody say in the midst of it, you've got to persuade somebody else. Hallelujah. In the midst of it, glory to God, you've got to tell your story. Hallelujah. In the midst of it, you've got to give glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh my God. you got to stop saying, I don't feel like it. There are times I don't feel like preaching, but I preach anyhow. Glory to God. Are you understanding me? you got to persuade men. The Lord has given to us the ministry of reconciliation because we have been reconciled under God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now it's our time to reconcile somebody else. Oh, God. Oh, God. Sometimes I want to lay in my bed, but it's time to tell somebody about Jesus. Sometimes my sinuses are acting up and I don't want to preach, but I've got to tell somebody about Jesus. Sometimes I'm going through, but I can't stop. I've got to tell somebody about Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That's our challenge. That's our challenge. Glory to God. So Paul said, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God. Therefore, do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, but the inward man is being renewed day by day. Hallelujah. This body is perishing. Every ache, every pain shows me this body is perishing. I can't see like I used to see. This body is perishing. Every trial, every tribulation, this body is perishing. But my inward man, my inward man, my inward man is being renewed 
day by day. vessels we have this treasure in bodies of clay in weak fragile bodies so that the excellency of the power will be of God and not of us every time you stand up in the midst of what you're going through and tell someone else about Jesus God gets the glory hallelujah Every time you refuse to complain, when you're good, complain. When you're good, God gets the glory. We have this treasure, this gospel in vessels of clay so that the excellency of the power will be of God and not of us. We have hope. Saints, people in the world don't have hope. They're trusting in their money. And so when the, when the stock market crashes, Many of them lose their lives. They don't know what to do. I hope it's in Jesus. We're looking forward to something at the end of this life. They're not, they don't know. They're not looking forward to it. They're just saying, well, the grave is it. That's the end of it. It's not the end for us. It's not the end. It's not the end for them. They just don't know it. But we will live eternally with the Lord and in the midst of knowing that we have a challenge we have a challenge now saints with all that we have let's take the challenge this week this week win somebody to Jesus amen that's the challenge for us don't go all week long and don't share your faith with someone find somebody it, it's not hard to do you encounter people every day. That's the challenge for us. We've been reconciled to God. And he's committed to us the ministry of reconciliation. We are his ambassadors in the earth realm. The world needs us. The world needs us. People on your job need you. They just don't know it. They just don't know it. So be the light. Just be. Just be the light there. Because the Lord will use you to say something. He'll use your actions to speak. 
person on your job. People in your family need you. They need you. They need your light. They need your witness. They need you. And saints, we need each other. So that when we see one another going through, we can encourage one another. Or we can come and we can see the example of somebody else who we know that's been through a great trial of affliction and they're still standing. Still standing. I like to, to, to use examples like this. When people go through and they talk about, I never thought I would have made it, but you're still here. You're still here. So maybe you didn't think you'd make it, but, but you're still here. You know, that thing didn't kill you. You know, the devil didn't, he didn't take you out. You're still here. Still here. I was teasing Joshua about eating fish. And one morning we had some, one day we had some food with some fish bones in it. He said, Bishop, y'all trying to kill me. I said, but Joshua, you're still alive. You're still here. Think about it. So God wants to use you in the midst of what you're going through. Saints, too many of us, when we start going through things, we, 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 we pull away. We pull back. We get alone. We want to be by ourselves. We don't want to be bothered with nobody. That's not the way that God wants you to be. Just, just come on. Come on to the fellowship of believers. Come be where you're supposed to be even though you don't feel like it. You know how many times I get up to preach and I just feel like I don't have a message to preach and before I finish, I preach the whole hour. Because it's not me. It's what God wants to do and what God has put in me. So there are times that, that you don't feel like it. But go anyway. Do what you're supposed to do anyway. Be present anyway so God can use you in the midst because you this is what you have this is not what you're trying to get as a child of God this is what you have God wants to use you let's stand